Hello, my friend. Before we get into the Hairstylist Rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called The Visionary Rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset, and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show. So make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realized the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, The Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So pause this, go check out The Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Hi there, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Now, you already know, if you're a listener of this podcast, how important it is to be consistent and really strategic with your branding as a beauty professional. And in today's episode, my guest, Ali, is going to walk us through how to ensure that your brand feels just as consistent offline as it does online. If you're a suite or salon owner, you're definitely going to want to tune into this one. But if it's something you're even looking into in the future, there's so many amazing tips jam-packed into this episode. And I think you're really going to be surprised. So Allie swears that her income has been directly impacted by the design in her salon suite. And I'm really excited to unpack this and really dive in because it is so important that from the minute your clients either get a referral or find you online to when they go find you on social media to check out your website till when they sit in the salon in your chair, the experience should be consistent. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. 
On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Today, I am joined by my guest, Allie McKinnon, who has actually been on the podcast before, and she is back for round two. So we're going to be talking all about design in your salon or your salon suite and how it can actually impact your guest experience and as a result of that, your income. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. No matter what your design preference is, I'm sure that you will get so much out of this episode. So welcome back to the podcast, Ali. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am really excited to dive a little bit deeper because last time we talked about how to infuse your brand into your physical location and really almost branding outside offline. So now we're going to talk a little bit about how design, how you can actually design your space to help make your clients feel a certain type of way and therefore increase that luxury experience. So before we get into that, tell us a little bit, just a quick kind of cliff notes of your journey in the beauty industry and how you got to what you're doing today. Of course. So I've been doing hair for about 10 years now. And I originally started in a nine chair salon, which I absolutely loved. And after a few years, I just knew that I wanted a space of my own, especially since design has been so important to me. I knew I wanted to like meticulously curate a space for me and my clients. So I've been in my suite for the last three years and I've never looked back. I love that. And so what was it that compelled you? Because you're now also stepping into the education space, right? Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> So I'm so excited as well. And so what is it that compelled you to step into design specifically? Because you and I actually connected when you were taking a mastermind for educators that I was a guest speaker in. And so in the last, has it been two years, mm -hmm. you have really been working behind the scenes on this program, this education that you're putting together. And this is like quite unique. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. So what is it that got you compelled to start sharing about design? So what I think it was for me is design has always been such an important part of my identity in a way. It's something that I've always used to like create safe spaces for myself. Like I really found that when I was having a rough day or just was stressed in any type of way, like just rearranging my room or just moving a few things around really helped clear some of that stagnant energy. And so when it came time to move into my own space, how it looked and what I did to design it like really was important to me. And so yeah. I found as I was moving in, multiple of my neighbors were like, hey, where did you get this? How did you think about placing this there? And it just sparked this whole thing that maybe it doesn't come naturally to every single person. Mm -hmm. And maybe you not know, everyone isn't as passionate about it as I am. And I feel like it's just such a need. Like you can walk around a lot of these like studio suites, a lot of these salons, and there's great products out there, but there's such a way to elevate it. So it feels comfortable and feels like home for you and your clients. So I just want to help everyone build those spaces for themselves. Yeah, I think that's really important. And it's funny because something that I notice frequently is 
when I have, because as like my group coaching program is predominantly about branding and marketing and all of the things. And one of the things that I noticed that would triple like a trickle effect. So I don't teach specifically design, but we talk about taking your brand offline and things like that. And I noticed that once a lot of my students get their online branding down, particularly the suite owners, it does tend to trickle in and I'll see through their content that like things are starting to shift with the design. And I think you're absolutely right that once you get that really clear idea, the reason I think it happens that way is because once you get a really clear idea about your brand, your ideal client, all of those things, and then you create that experience online, it lends itself to, oh, I really need to back this up now in my space. So I do always think that the continuity between the two is so important. Definitely. I feel like one of the things, especially in my program that I talk about a lot, is how consistency is key. And consistency is what builds that client trust to make them want to continue to come back time and time again. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, there's always something that feels really comforting. And I always think about this even as a consumer. So whether it's restaurants, hotels, spas, any of these things, how the decor is, even in your own home, like I feel so much more relaxed when there's no clutter and things are tidied. And I love the design of the space in the room. It truly does impact your energy. And I love how you said that you had that realization that not everyone was proficient and passionate in the thing that you care about, because I think that's the pivotal moment for so many stylists that do step into education. It's that realization, that shining moment. I know I had one that was really just, oh, not everyone knows this. So I love that you're going on to share this. And before we started recording, you had shared with me as well that you saw as a result, and the, one of the reasons that I think this episode is so exciting and so important is that you actually saw a direct impact in what you were able to bring into the salon finance-wise when you focused on your design. Definitely. And I feel like when I moved into my suite, I was working about three days behind the chair in my old salon. And so I wanted to continue doing the same, but even with the extra overhead, I was like, okay, how can I do this? So it became almost like an experiment in a way where I know I will pay extra to be at a cute Airbnb or a cute hotel. Mm -hmm. And so why can't it be the same for a salon experience? So I was able to pull away from and kind of just elevate those prices and elevate the client experience, but still offer my same services. I love that. So let's talk about the impact that design has on the guest experience. Is this feedback that you've gotten from your clients? Tell me a little bit about what that process looked like. So what it looked like for me was my wait list going into opening my suite for the first time was longer than anything I've ever experienced before. So it wasn't just my returning clients that were coming back. It was posting those images of what my space looked like and using that as my marketing material. I got more new client inquiries from people just saying, oh my gosh, I love your space. I want to come in to see you. So it almost became, this is where I want to be. And it creates those Instagrammable moments for your clients, which also is marketing. So it really does celebrate everything. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's like anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while, if this is not your first episode, you'll know that I always recommend that you do showcase your space and your materials, because if you can make clients feel as though they've already been there, they already know you before they ever step foot you're so much closer to them actually booking that first appointment. And then also, like you said, it's not just the, it's the Instagramable moments that they're posting, but then it's also, 
it comes up in conversation because you're giving them something to talk about. So when we talk about referrals, I think referrals now look so much different than they used to. Like it used to be someone would say, oh, I love your hair. Oh, here's the person's card, book an appointment. And they would blindly book an appointment and that would be that. The client journey is so much different now. And for the majority of people, they're going to be checking you out online. They're going to be looking at your website. They're going to be looking at your social media, all of these things, because they want to know not just what their hair is going to look like, but what the experience is going to look like. And when you curate something in an experience like your decor, like the design, that is going to be a talking point. So your clients aren't just going to say, oh, like I love my hair. Go see my hairstylist. They're going to say, you have to see their salon. It's so beautiful. It's so calm. It's going to, they're going to really factor in all of the words that come to mind for them. And it's all about you. I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people will never, people will forget what you did. People will forget what you said, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That is the power of curating a space, curating a brand and a guest experience that's going to have that conversation because there's emotion around it. 100%. And I love you. Absolutely get it. You get why I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. thing I talk about is you have to have that dream client in mind and who you want to attract because you want to make them feel seen and heard. You want them to walk into your space and be like, oh my gosh, I felt like this was made just for me. And so it also helps too with I myself am more of an introverted stylist. So I Mm -hmm. find having that space curated for my dream client, but also curated for myself helps with burnout, helps with feeling overwhelmed behind the chair every day. It's just there's Mm -hmm. so many aspects of design besides it just looking pretty. Yes, that's so true. And I think that's such a good point as well. It's like it is about the clients, of course. But it's also about how you feel in your space. And so if you're curating something, like I said, when I come came home, like when we actually, we did a major renovation on our house. So I fully experienced this. So when we first bought our place, it was built in, I want to say like the early 2000s. And so we moved in and the colors were like, I'm sure that we all have different design tastes, but it was just so dark and it just didn't feel calm. It didn't feel nurturing any of those things. and so. We actually did a major renovation. So we painted the entire house. We didn't actually change the foundations, but we did just change the color scheme, new furniture, like opened up like more space, more light, all of these things. And the way that I feel, the way that I felt once everything was put together, like I would literally look for reasons to go sit in my living room in front of my fireplace. And I would like, I, it was so wild, the difference in how we lived in our home was. And so I think that sometimes we think about design as, yeah, it's just looking pretty or the aesthetic or whatever, but it's also truly about how it makes you feel. And if you're not someone who's into design or decor and maybe you're like, oh, I don't really know. Think about when you go somewhere really beautiful in nature. It's the same thing. We all have that thing that makes us just feel so much lighter and inspired. And it really does have an impact on your emotions. So I love that you said that it's also about the way that you feel as the stylist. I think that's absolutely true. 100%. And I think it's When you go out on your own, it can be so overwhelming. There's so many decisions you have to make and so many things you have to do behind the scenes that sometimes the design takes like a backseat in a way, especially in the beginning. So I feel like 
being able to prioritize it and having a step-by-step guide of helping you get through it just helps take all that mental load off of it so you can create spaces for yourself and for your clients. Yes, absolutely. And that's such a great, yeah, I think that's such a great foundational piece to the importance of prioritizing this for your client's experience. Did your, so talk to me a little bit about creating a guest experience that's in line with your decor. So for instance, like how do you tie in the vibe of your brand, what you want to create with your decor? So the difference would be say you have a suite where, you know, your clients want to come in because you're an extrovert and you're really like entertaining and they're coming in and they just want to come in and have a really good time. Versus if you are someone who maybe is more introverted, your clients are more introverted, they want to come in and they want to just relax, feel taken care of, like they don't necessarily want a lot of noise. What would you say to those two different dream clients, two different brands? Like how do you set the tone for your entire business when it comes to the decor? So I feel like there's different ways to go about it. One of my favorite things to introduce to my design clients is called your heart item. So it's something that you fit within your design that's a little bit more personal to you, almost serves as that conversation starting piece. So regardless if you're attracting the more extroverted or the more introverted clients, it all just depends. So for my design personally, being more introverted, my heart item is a few different things. Like I have a disco ball that's super fun and pretty. So I feel like a lot of people ask me about that all the time. But I think the way to even tie that in more is like art on the wall. Like you can have in here, I don't, you probably can't see it, but it's a little sign that has a bunch of plants on it and it says you are okay. So it's more as calming that nerve. So it's like saying, oh, you're welcome here. You're safe in here. So if it was a more extroverted design client, I would probably pick something that was like super loud, super colorful. So they can, your clients can see that and be like, oh my gosh, I love this. I want this in my own house. So it's like finding the moments where you can make them feel seen and be like, oh my gosh, I could live in here. I love that. And what are your thoughts on things like curating playlists or scents, things like that? I think it can totally enhance the experience. So I love to have two to three playlists. Like I use Apple Music a lot, but um, that just fit different tones for the day. I almost have it with the weather. So if it's like a rainy day, I have a more moody one. If it's like a bright, sunny day, a little more like light and cheery. But I feel like the music can definitely set the tone for the whole experience and sense as well. Like choosing a product line, that scent in here carries all day long. And so that was super important. Yeah. So how did you go about choosing those types of things? Like where if you're someone who's, yes, I really want to curate this experience, but I don't really know where to start. What would your tips be for in terms of the guest experience? So I always say, think about, I always encourage like finding three keywords. The three keywords that you want to decide between are how you want to feel in your space, how you want your clients to feel in your space, and how you want to feel when you leave your space. So using those three keywords, you can go back and think, okay, does this item make me feel this way? Then yes, you can bring it in. If it doesn't spark those emotions and those feelings, then it might not be aligned with your design. So I feel like honing in on your messaging and the feeling you want to evoke is the big starting point to all of it. I love that because that's exactly what we do in the mood board exercise for visual branding as well. And I think you're like, it all really is so tied together. Yeah, I love that. So if you, so for instance, when you decided to, is there ever a time where you want to shift 
Or do you feel like keeping it consistent is really the key? I'm thinking in terms of if you have more trendy decor, do you uh, just avoid trends? Or how do you look at that in terms of making sure that you have something that's going to last the test of time? Or do you revisit it every so often? So I feel like it all just depends. So like I'm currently getting the itch to mess with my space a little bit too, now that it's been a few years. So I always say with your foundational pieces, like those major functional items, like your chair, your mirror, like all the tools you use behind the chair, keep those classic and within your color palette. But then you can have fun and find the more trendy items within those smaller detail moments. And those can easily be changed out without major financial investment. And you don't feel like overwhelmed if you want to change those things. But keeping the functional items timeless and in that color story is key. Perfect. I love that. Do you have any tips for stylists who have, because I know that the, I can see your suite and it's beautiful. You've got lots of windows. It looks like you've got quite a bit of space in there. Do you have any tips for stylists who have like extremely small suites, don't have a ton of space? Yes. So for those, your organizational systems are going to be key. I feel like having storage where you can hide it so it's not seen and out on the counter is going to help with that overwhelm of feeling in such a confined space. That mm-hmm. and playing with lighting in terms of design is going to be huge to help you feel like you have a window, like a separate light source you can trick your eye. So finding moments where you can like trick your brain in a way to feel like you're in a larger space than you are. But you can do that with concealed storage and light sources. I love that. What are your thoughts on like how far to take the customization? Did your suite come with any of the like cupboards or cabinetry or any of that? So it did. When I actually absolutely hated it, when I came in, I wanted to rip out everything. (laughs) But doing a complete remodel isn't always feasible. I kept a lot of it and I customized it as much as I could. So I switched out the hardware. I know a lot of places allow you to like vinyl wrap them so you can color of it. And it is like renter friendly. So it comes right off when you're done. But that's like a way to customize it. But I feel like it just depends on the vibe you're going for. There's a way to work with existing pieces of furniture, but you can customize it a little bit. Like mine had an upper cabinet that I had them remove just because the cabinet wasn't feasible for how much storage I needed to fit in there. So it's just picking and choosing your moments. There's always ways to enhance something that you're stuck with in a way to make it. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to make sure that my listeners know about designing their space? Just that it's okay to want a pretty space for you and for your clients. I know a lot of us can sometimes feel like, oh my gosh, like it's not that important. It's more about the hair that I'm doing. But I really promise you, like having a space that's curated for you and for your clients can just completely alter your career. I can't even imagine the place that I'm in now and I'm just so grateful for it. And I know that it was being intentional with my design that allowed me to get to where I am today. So I just encourage everyone to dream bigger and you can do it for yourself and you don't have to hire some big interior designer. You have it all within you. I love that. And I think that's, I just want to underscore what you said because More and more, it's about so much more than hair. I think this has always been true, but I think that our consumers, our clients are getting so much more sophisticated in the marketplace and experience, brand, vibe, all of these things are really vital. And now there's more talented hairstylists than ever before because of the accessibility of education. 
which I think is a really beautiful thing. I do believe that like that just elevates our industry and our talent and our skill as a whole. But because of that, we're also really needing to set ourselves apart. And I think like I'm a tra- I'm a big traveler. I'm a big like experienced person. And I think that so many of us are. And it's the little touches and the little experiences. Ali said earlier, I will pay extra for a cute Airbnb or a lovely hotel room or a beautiful view or a gorgeous restaurant. Like these are the things that I think really do shape the experience. And when it comes to your brand, your decor, all of these things, I also think there's a subconscious piece to it where your clients think if they take this much attention to detail and they care this much about the way that they present themselves both online and in person, then that means that they are going to care about the way that I am treated and the way that I leave the salon. So there is that subconscious piece to it as well that I think just elevates your business and allows you to attract luxury clientele who aren't going to be as concerned about every price increase because you have created something unique and valuable and something that's not easily replicated. 100%. Like literally took the words right out of my mouth. It's we have so much, I think in the branding and decor space, there's so many similarities because it's so tied together. So it's always so much fun to have these conversations with you, Ali. Thank you so much again for being here. Where can my listeners go to find out more about you, get more information about potentially getting your help with design within their space? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm at The Organized Hairstylist. And I have a website, theorganizedhairstylist.com. Amazing. I will link that in the show notes. Make sure you send Ali a DM after this episode. Let her know what your favorite piece of advice was. I know there was quite a few that I loved. And send me a DM on Instagram at It's Jordy Brown. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.